welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. This is a conversation or a counseling session that I had with my brothers, Seth and Shane Melton, as we discussed uh, the book of Boba Fett and what, what is happening with Star Wars and why we can't get it right for more than like three consecutive years. I hope you enjoy it because we sure didn't. <laughs> so, so was that a thumbs down from you, Shane? Yeah. So I think like objectively it would have been like a, like a pretty, like a diagonal down, diagonally down thumbs. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but for me personally, uh, yeah, I, I pretty conclusively did not like it. Now that we are at the end of it, you can't take the episode in isolation. I've constantly been like, okay, well, let's see what they do with it. Let's see what they do with it. At least as far as this season is concerned and possibly this series, I didn't, didn't like it. Not for me. When all said and done. Yeah. With, with in terms of ultimately where they, where they went and how, the, what, what, how they decided to do things and execute things. I didn't really like it. I mean, for me yeah. with this episode, I feel like I have like two, uh, positives i could like two positives i could say all right, well, and then the rest are, rest are negatives uh, all right well let's come back to that because i want to talk so. about i want to talk about my positives where are you at seth I, I i did some notes as well but um the last note is overall just not for me so so yeah you're just no boba fett's dead yeah, no leave him in the no. sarlacc yeah i mean uh, yeah yes overall how sad is that dude but well it's not sad i mean it is sad but it's not like too sad because it's like what's sad what's more what's more sad is that like they had to like drag man mando through the mud you know i agree which is crazy you know that we're saying this so i mean it's all very upsetting but it's like um but i boba fett still is like, like my boba fett is still like intact probably because i am a like comic book fan and stuff like that like you just take what you like and you leave the rest and you can do that but no it's pretty bad i mean i didn't like it well (laughs) you know you guys know i'm a pretty resilient star wars fan i think we talked about this Mm -hmm. i think i may have talked about this on the podcast before but i i have the ability and i have for some time of being able to kind of parse out what i like about star wars and what i dislike about star wars you know um right and, and like you said, take the good and take the bad. And that, that's because that had been happening since, I don't know, 1999. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. So that's, I've been doing it since then. I remember, like, I was like, I don't like, Jar- I don't like this George Jar guy, but I accepted it like a child would. Yeah. And I really liked the lightsaber fights that weren't like slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, finally, mm-hmm. this is Star Wars, you know. And as mm-hmm. I got older, like I started looking at it from different perspectives. But the problem is, I was telling Shane this up. Something I would like to talk about in this conversation and find our way through it is through talking about the problems with the Book of Boba Fett, talking about the problems with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that like a, dis- a discussion that needs to be had. And there's a lot of problems to address with both. Um, yeah, I-, I think that there's like this these this gatekeeper mentality that. People, well, mm-hmm. I think people think that there's this gatekeeper mentality that Star Wars fans have, like not my Star mm-hmm. Wars, you didn't do this thing I didn't like. And I, I just, I don't feel like that's fair because I feel like you're talking about it's good art or bad art or, 
And then there's people who make fun of the people who say it's art because it's like, oh, they have laser swords and laser guns, even though George Lucas like based so much of his stuff off of the work of like Akira Kurosawa, which is like hard. Yeah, and then and then like furthermore, like there was a big intentionality of like the like the you know the whole like archetype and like presenting the archetypes and like core mythology, like timeless tales, like say what you will about Lucas and and execution and stuff, but like while especially the original trilogy certainly was the product in terms of like finished of many people he also didn't just stumble into something great you know what i mean like he he put he did his homework but again when you talk about that gatekeeper thing and and there is a degree to or a point up to which i get it but i also think kind of in line with like you know you're you're saying that some ways it might not be quite fair furthermore something i want to throw out there again is what you like thematic congruency you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that's an important thing when you're telling a story, specifically a story dealing so much with archetypes and mythology and world building and, and char- characters and history. Consistency and, and especially thematic congruency is important. But well, sorry, continue. Well, and this is, this is Boba Fett's biggest downfall is that there are so many things in this, this story that I can't even begin, like, like we talked about like the spy kid power Rangers, mm-hmm. but then like, so there's them. And then there's the, like the fish people. I, I get like a little bit, like I, you know, they remind me of the, I, I get a similar feeling that I got from the trade federation villains from sure, the, and the, the yeah, which I wasn't crazy about them, their design, but I was like, okay, whatever. It's star Wars. There's a lot of creatures out there, but I could sit here and complain all day long. But so I, I liked the first two episodes. I was with the Dances with Wolves thing. Mm-hmm. The third mm-hmm. episode hit and it became a real problem. And then we started to go, okay, that's really disconcerting. And then the fourth episode came and that had him like in, with the slave one into, or the Boba Fett starship or the Firefly firefighter cruise ship or whatever. The slave one. Yeah, with well, the slave one. But, they, but, 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 his, but it was just him like going and like looking at it. And it's so awkward how he's like, Talking about the star like that. Yeah, and then the 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 uh, Finnick is the one who like actually does this, like knows how to work his ship and actually works it out. The, yeah. But the point is, is that it just kept building upon itself in a way that wasn't cool or exciting until two episodes that felt really exciting for me. And we can talk more on that in a little bit. And then just this closed feels like a hodgepodge of different ideas that don't seem congruent with with themselves. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. either with the show that they're in or the characters that they're supposed to be. Yeah. I'm really astounded. My biggest, my biggest betrayal that I'm feeling is that this came from John Favreau. Yeah. Well, well, and that's, I mean, I don't know if you want to start going into, you know, some specifics now in terms of critiques. Um, or let's do this first. Like the positives what's, first. Yeah, let's do this. What is the, what did you like about it? Sure. What is the thing you thought liked most? So, so, so for me, it genuinely was like two things. And it was, I thought the scene um, with Boba and, and the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, like talking, like going back and forth of like Boba Fett being like, this isn't probably going to go well. Are you sure you want to do this? And, and Din Djarin being like, yeah, I'm here for this. That, and then like, you know, kind of, part of that but it was broken up with the like Twi'lek going out and like reading off Boba Fett's statement but that and then them flying out with their jetpacks and like that scene right there I was like that's really cool at the same time 
while watching it, it made me, it, 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 I had the, the realization in that moment or the awareness in that moment to be like, really cool. Also just shows what a missed opportunity this show was and like how yeah. cool and good it, it, and how cool and good it could have been. But for what it was, okay, so that's a positive. Yeah. Was... In, in the midst of this episode that, and then I thought the hit, I thought the, the Boba and Cad Bane fight was pretty cool for what it was. I like when, when Cad Bane specifically well, at the point when Cat it looked like Cad Bane got him. Cause like, I, I was afraid that like when Cad Bane was over him, and like he it looked like he was about to shoot him. I was afraid someone else was going to come and like shoot Cad Bane in the back. And I was going to be like, okay, well, we're going to like, we can't even give Boba this. And I thought it was cool that Boba got himself out of that situation the way he did. And that he just like, he just like took him out, you know? So I thought that whole showdown was decent. Um, but literally in terms of like strong positives um, or anything that breaks a negative or even like a, a medium those were really the only two things for me well because i think yeah and i feel like this has been mostly medium was this episode sure but medium yeah. attached to all the bad that's come for it exactly just, it just makes it bad exactly you know I mean? and especially this episode i can't isolate it from the rest because it's the finishing episode it's the well wait and see like this was the wait and see this was the like let's see where they go with it and and like you said hitched to all the bad there's been in the as the culmination of the bad um i just it, it just uh, yeah yeah i mean same same thing for the just the first part probably it, which was like but the targs that very quickly uh, diverges into uh a negative which is the fact that i'm like man this was a missed opportunity because like mm -hmm. just seeing mandalorians specifically the mandalorians that you want to see which is boba fett and now uh dinjarin seeing them fly around in jetpacks and just like taking on up it, it was like you know butch cassidy sundance stuff right mm -hmm. but it but it's just like it was just in such a mess of a such a mess you know and in you know you guys were just saying like how it's like all kind of yeah it was an all right episode but like it the you know it's attached to all the bad stuff i'm like i would i would even venture to say i mean like it's it, seeing as yeah it's like the tail end of it all it, it's it's not good it, it yeah really no i just, i agree i think it's bad. bad when i'm yeah. when i looked with my uh with my eyes <laughs> and i saw from on the screen the all the things together yeah i recognized that this was not good it felt like it, it feels like it felt like one of those i said this a lot about the Jurassic world movies which were actually fun for what they were and i, I say fun and i leave it there i don't think they're good i had a fun time because i feel like you could have ended Jurassic world from like the post-credit screen would be like it would like cut to like a kid little kid was like playing with them and they're yes. like you know we'll be together again and it's like yeah, oh, I was gonna say, like it legit it was like kids like playing with toys six-year-old yeah. playing with toys and that's how this no, felt legitimate. because there's oh, characters yes. there yeah. that didn't feel like they were even the same action figures yeah mm -hmm. like you're like those action figures aren't from this yeah. like when i'm watching the council of like again the robo teens and the you know it's just it was a nightmare mm -hmm. the only thing i would add because I, I agree I, i'm glad he got cad bane i guess although like you said 
every every plus is a huge missed opportunity so there's really no pluses exactly and i did have one more but i'll let you finish that yeah go ahead well i think that technically would fall into a plus which is boba fett was much more enjoyable to watch with his helmet on and i'm and i'm not joking i think there's a lot of depth to that and but then yet again it hits me again which is like how much better would this show have been if they had boba fett's helmet on 90 to 95 percent of the time and yeah it's hard because it's like, I, let's, I mean, just to be very clear, I'm not, I have nothing against the actor. I actually yep. really like the actor. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the master chief thing. You yep. know what I mean? Where it's like that, like Boba Fett's face is his helmet. The, the the helmet. That's you know what Fett, I mean? Yeah. So, so it's, and, and what's so cool is when you hear the emotion in his voice, but you just see this robot yes, looking absolutely character, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and they've done that very well with, the Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, when he was delivering um, lines without yeah. the helmet, I was thinking if he had this helmet on and said that, yeah, I would feel differently. About yeah. Well, even helmet. on that subject, like you, like we've talked about before with like Tamora Morrison, like, again, it's nothing against him. I think he oh, has the as, yeah. potential. Yeah. To be an awesome Boba Fett. I think he's yep. like perfect for it. Even, even without, like he looks he looks like a dude that again, like that there's there's honor there, but you also don't want to mess with. Well, and did you so, hear his did you hear his his criticisms? Skylar just brought Skyler it up to me, me to see that I article. Didn't, I didn't read it or anything. Yeah, it's him talking about like being like, I think this he talks too much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, no, well, I was saying, you know, on on Instagram, I was on Instagram and and I saw like a clip of him, um, like behind the scenes of The Mandalorian when they did Boba Fett right. Um, And he was like talking about him, and I'm like, this guy gets it, he gets Boba Fett. So yeah. it's just like what happened, but and it's not him. I, 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 I mean, I don't think that it's him, and I don't think, you know, it's, it's just, uh, well, that's why that's why I think that I think the biggest treachery. What did you say? Did you say treachery? Tragedy. Tragedy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, I'm both. I think. Mm -hmm. And again, this is so. Here's the statement. Right. Well, I'll tell you this first. The only thing I really had to add, other than Mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool to watch Mandalorians like rock attack and shoot bad guys or good guys. Yeah. The the other bad guys. Other than that, is I, I was surprised, and this is just please understand that this is a, a, the, the, the Jurassic World watcher in me. Mm-hmm. When he did ride the Rancor around the town, I wound yeah. up liking it more than I thought I would. Just because I, I was like, that's that. re- just because I was like, it's purely ridiculous. What's sad is there's a world, yeah, but there's a world where I would have loved that. Yeah, I mean that. It's just the show is so it was so broken that it's just the the way they decided to like ended was just i'm like what who like what eight-year-old did they get to write this you know what i mean but like why was grogu sleeping with it what like what let's just actually take that in what 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 was that i think he called it with his the force yeah but then he went and like slept now it's like it's like disney trying to be cute and i'm like no No, not with rain it's it's a rancor don't don't do it with the rancor yeah yeah This will kind of segue into this statement, I think is going to segue into, I think should segue into the problems with the book of Boba Fett. And then I think maybe the problems by large, I think of, of star Wars and kind of this stigma of really, you really shouldn't say anything bad about it. And there's a million stigmas by the way, because I can sit here and act like we're the minority, but there's going to be tons of people. There's tons of people who agree with us. The, 
the problem is going to be that anybody who, I mean, it's just so easy to throw rocks at people and say that you don't like this thing because you we're living in the reality where it's like, if you criticize something, they find the lowest hanging fruit, which is really offensive of them, by the way, mm-hmm. like the, the, mm-hmm. the side that's arguing to try to make it like, you just don't like it because you don't like the new Ghostbusters. The, I didn't see the Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. Who are you going to call? I didn't see it. Full disclosure. <laughs> But I remember that the 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 argument that the, the, the argument the, surrounding it was oh yeah because you don't like it because it's women. Yep. Now me yeah. personally, mm-hmm. I was jazzed. I thought that was exactly the way to go with it. I was like, pick four Saturday Night Live alumni who are females and have them do a Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters is ridiculous. Yeah. But then yeah. the reviews were all terrible, and everybody made it into that's what it was. And was there some well, or the whole dynamic? You know, you know. It's fitting that I guess that you you, you uh, you're touching on this dynamic at all because like again the whole sequel trilogy stuff and and I was talking to yeah and you my just wife. hate Ray and it's like no we yeah. don't hate Ray no and I, well I was talking about you know Petra my wife about it today <laughs> and, and kind of in reference to all of this but and and you know and branching off on other aspects of it and when the Force Awakens was com- coming out slash when it came out. Um, but, but so first when it was coming out and there was just the, the, just the, uh, the advertising for it, you know what I mean? That's all you had to go off of. Yeah. They did a good job for what it was worth, but the marketing at the time of not giving you anything in terms of the story. Um, not that there ended up being like a whole lot to give with the story, but I, but I digress. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, they didn't remotely let on anything about Ray being the, um, the force sensitive character or the Jedi like yeah. character. It was all advertised as it being Finn, Finn John Boyega's right. character. Yeah, he was the one with the lightsaber and stuff. And when I saw that and thinking that was going to be the case, thinking he was going to be our, our primary Jedi character, the feet on the ground for this, I was like so stoked. I thought it was going to be so cool. Particularly, particularly if I'm not correct, because he was a stormtrooper, right? Well, yeah, I mean, again, I admitted like that was part of that. what was cool about it, yeah, right? Yeah, like, or then, what if like, a stormtrooper winds up being force sensitive and had like appeals well, to the or I, like I didn't know if that was going to maybe be him, like undercover, you know? Oh, oh yeah, cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what I, but what I did think, again, they didn't give us, they didn't give us anything about Luke, and that we had no clue what was going to go on with Luke. So straight up, the narrative I kind of built in my mind, and people would be like, "Well, that's part of your disappointment," but not even remotely. Um, but what I was kind of, I was kind of wondering if like this guy was going to be Luke's apprentice. Like, you know, again, we kind of always assumed, even going back to the expanded universe, that it was going to be offspring of Luke and Leia that like were the primary new people in Luke's Jedi Order. And I thought maybe it was like this guy who it's like, he's, there's no lineage. It's not, it's not like, you know, yeah. but there's this guy who's about it. This guy is about the Jedi code and the ways of the Jedi. And even by Jedi. having him, and even by having him, him being a black actor. Yeah. Go, oh, separates them all that further from the lineage now you yeah. know he's and not going to be in this yeah but this idea that like he's about this and this is a luke sky honestly that's, that's right. kind of what i thought it was and i was like so Ooh, excited same. by that like that that dynamic yeah. and then it came like and that's where i thought like oh maybe like he was doing something covert undercover as a stormtrooper but that was just uh, obviously there was not a lot to go on I, these were just kind of initial thoughts and then when it didn't turn out to be him and it turned out to be ray just after the force awakens now as we uh, you know yeah. i had critiques and, and issues with the force awakens when it came out but largely i but, enjoyed it and i but, but you also I, saw it but i also saw it seven times in theaters there you go so and there were a few different reasons for that but but, but you did see it seven times in theaters but I so did. you obviously were somewhat of a fan 
Yeah, and well, I say yeah. this to say, like I said, when when they introduced it, that Ray was gonna be, you know, or like when you figure out watching the Force Awakens that Ray was gonna be the Force instead of character. I was so excited about that. I was like, it's gonna be so cool to see. Genuinely, it's gonna be so cool to see a female for the first time in the movies, a female primarily occupying this role. Yes, I just like that. I was so excited about that, and then. But, but for me, all of it was to the purpose of like being like, oh, where's this going to go? It's purposeful. Everything they're doing is purposeful, right? This, where is this going to go? Where, again, it was a wait and see thing. And then, of course, they didn't end up having any master plan for it. It was just flying by the seat of their pants with each movie um, and depending on each writer slash director. And that's, you know, and there's thousands of videos on YouTube or talking about the downfall about of that. Yeah. And talking about, you know, why these movies are objectively why these movies are specifically as a trilogy of movies are flawed um but i just say this to say that again i'm like both of these things so so here yeah you have you know the 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 black actor portraying this character and thinking he was going to be that character and then no but it's going to be ray the female character in both of these instances i was so excited to see what they did with them but the answer ultimately ended up being pretty much nothing of substance or depth well well right so so here's okay so here's my toxic fan you can never please them which again by the way is horse rubbish because we like the mandalorian because the mandalorian was like the cool you can i like i have tweets where i'm like i just can't believe how good the mandalorian is all the time i just felt like Mm -hmm. i I was in with the mandalorian i felt like i was getting something i never thought i would get out of star wars ever after the original trilogy but here's my statement that people can people could try to take and turn into yeah fanboys are never happy or whatever it is i think that the book of boba fett may be the biggest treachery in the world of star wars yet and here's why i think it's the biggest treachery because the sequel trilogy there's problems all throughout it it started off on a medium to good foot with a couple of hesitancies but hey we'll see where it goes Last Jedi, extremely divisive, some really interesting concepts uh, at best, I think executed to very um, uneven ends. And then you had like this Hail Mary play of, of uh, Rise of Skywalker that was an absolute travesty. I mean, and easily, I think the, the, easily the worst Star Wars movie that's been made. So you can kind of cut that out. The prequels, that was a problem that I was unable to see with my 12 year old eyes. That as time went on, I was like, yeah, this is pretty bad. I, I mean, I remember when Clone Wars hit, I was like, this feels like it's just fighting. And as much as like a... You mean Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones, sorry. When Attack of the Clones hit, I remember being like, as much as like the young man in me <laughs> wants to see this, that's not really what I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see Luke be who, or Anakin, I want to see Anakin be who Anakin has, it was told to me that Anakin was and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um and this is why I, again, have been able to separate Star Wars for myself and go, it's all right. I like, because I was actually just thinking about this the other day, is that I like the Solo movie. I actually do. All things considered, I, I like the Solo film. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed no, it. I, again, I have some, and, you know, yeah. there, but I enjoyed it. But, but I, was, I was telling Shane this the other day, because George started all this. I was saying, it's like he stirred this giant pot, right? So he's got all this cookie dough, and he's like, I'm going to make these amazing cookies. Wait till you yeah. change them. And he's stirring it and he's stirring it and he's stirring it. And then he's like, oh, some ruffles. And he starts dipping his hands into ruffles. Yeah. And ruffles potato chips get like mixed in. Mm. And because I think of like the first like 
couple things they started adding, like where you said, oh, here's some previous footage and we just added Jabba and the CGI and the scene and a new hope. And you go, oh, that's kind of cool. Especially when you're young, you go, wow, more creatures, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll deal with that. I deal with some of the crumbs that he's dropping in. And he's, uh, he's like, oh, and also ruffles in the mix aren't the worst thing. He's like, Patel, people like potato chips sometimes. If you, I mean, if you ever had a potato chip cookie, they're, it's delicious. Yeah. But then he's like, hand me some of that sour cream and onion. And it's like, okay, so now it starts to be like a, something that is not complimentary as he starts adding like, you know, Darth Vader yelling no and all the, in like the dance sequences, the, that like monstrous, Jedi was it like Jedi rocks? Yeah, that, all this <laughs> nightmare stuff. Yeah. And then in comes Jar Jar and all this. And it starts to become to the point where he's like, like full on like nibbling on like cat feces. And just like now you're, tr- and he's mixing it up. And so what I have tried to do is while I watch this big old bat being mixed up, I'm trying to just see if I can keep as much of the batter away from the cat feces oh, and the uh, sour cream and onion. And, so, and I'm just going to eat this batch of cookies. And right now yeah. that batch is like, see, you know, four, five, and six, uh, Mandalorian one and two, and then maybe Solo. The point that I'm making is there's a lot of mess in Star Wars. This, I think, yeah. is the worst treachery because... You have 40 years of making – well, it started with droids, a cartoon series, mm-hmm. right? And people right. go, Boba Fett's really cool. I'm going to cut up my – like, I'm going to send in my barcode so I can uh, you know, receive an action figure. And everybody wants to hear the story of Boba Fett, and they see him in Empire, and he's pretty pretty awesome. But you also only mm-hmm. see him for about 12 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And then – and he takes on Han Solo, and he's been chasing him across the galaxy. Wow, all this context that I get to build. You know, yeah. this character in my head. And then Jedi comes out and he dies ridiculously. And I remember being, you know, eight, seven, eight, and being like, that seems really anticlimactic for somebody who I thought was like the coolest looking dude in this entire series. Yeah. And now you have 40 years to go. We should do something with that because yeah. everybody wants it. Yeah. And for this to have come from it, there's a part of it that feels it. like it was almost a purposeful slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I'm not, it's hard not to take it personal, but yeah, you know what I mean? Cause it's, yeah, yeah I mean, I've, this is what I've wanted for, for ever, you know? Um, yeah, and this is the- where I'm like, star, I'm, I, I'm kind of done with star Wars. I like it. I do. I mean, I really do. I have star Wars stuff and whatnot. I have like three Boba Fett's around and whatnot. Uh, no, I'm Seth and I were talking about it last week a little bit. And I was like, it's almost like a toxic relationship. <laughs> It is. It's a, you know, but it's true because it's like you know. Whereas with um, well, with a, no, but with a lot of things, like you can just like take them and and leave them, and yeah. I mean, we're talking about this, and you can do that with this as well. But like, I I don't think there is something that I love and hate as much as Star Wars, and I mean, that. yeah. Like what I hate about Star Wars is like what I hate about is what's wrong with everything like that science is fiction. wrong right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I love, I, I do love, you know. So um no, I take it like it, it's hard not to like take it really personal just because it's like, you know, I uh I love Boba Fett. I want I want I wanted this. And they did him so well in the show in like the Mandalorian season two. That was so enjoyable, you know. But um who came up with this? I you know Skyler said he's like you know I I want to know what went wrong he keeps saying he's like I want to know what what happened what behind the scenes and you know 
I'm in the same boat because I, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, it, I don't know. No, you know, it's, it's to, in, to in, quote in statements. Cad Bane, it's like, it's like, what's your angle? What's his angle? Yeah. It's like the irony of them putting <laughs> yeah. the, the stuff Something that I they still do. can't get. I've known you for, for, I've known you know, you for, for so long. long. Yeah, a lot of time. For a long time. And something I still can't get is what's your angle. Yeah, like, Amen. <laughs> Even in the first two episodes, which I was like, all right, I'm with you. Let's go. I kept saying, I just want to understand his motivation. Yeah. And then, by the way, in this one, it really is like... I saw someone do like a meme where it was like Boba Fett taking off his helmet and it was Vin Diesel and he was mm-hmm. like family, but it's like, <laughs> from, but, but it, that's what yeah, it's, that's that's, good, yeah. but that's what it's, it's been because that's what it's been. Stuff saying, because that's another, another thing I hate about this stupid thing is this Greek choir of the, the lady who's like had intimates with a Jawa mm-hmm. and the butthead guy, the butthead diplomat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, like, yeah. So the, the Greek choir is they're kind of like, what should we do? But when he was talking about, I'm raised on Coruscant, I can get us out of here or whatever. And Boba Fett was like, all right, let's do it. Yes. Here, here are my negotiations. I was ready for that to totally be something Boba Fett did because I don't know who Boba Fett is. I know. Yeah. He was like, okay, well, quickly. I know at first I, I, I was like, they're not going to have them, but, but I was then, a little concerned, yes. but yeah, yeah. But I'm then when you. they had him read it and he was like, I will not be uh, mm-hmm. turning in. I was like, all right, that's great. Except for every time he would kind of be like, these are people. These are people. I was like, bro, these are not your people. I'm not saying. And and, and if this were in season four. (laughs) Right. If this were in season four of Book of Boba Fett and he felt that way about them and this is how this all happened, I would be totally game for it. But out of nowhere, you have like some sort of like acid trip in the desert because you stuck a lizard up your nose. (laughs) Right. And now you come, no, now you come rolling back, and you're like, a man needs his family, and it's like, I no, don't. No, even I, if it had been season one of the Book of Boba Fett, and it had been like maybe ten episodes long or thereabout, and we didn't spend two, pretty much two of those episodes with him not in them, and then we had yeah. told a chronological story, and so from the get go laid the groundwork for you of like, okay, this is where he was, this is what happened to him, this is where he is now. It, it, it could have worked like I've said from the get-go pretty much like conceptually there's a lot about this show that I was like I could get behind I was about I like the dynamic of um or I, again I like the idea of and and even and I'm not, I don't say this to like pat myself on the back but even like pretty early on before he explicitly stated it in um episode four uh, pretty early on, I was like, I think that there's kind of this dynamic where he's like done, like like pretty much he's like, I've worked for people before, mm-hmm. like, and I, I pretty much all what he ends up saying and and yeah, or yeah, where he's like, you know, I'm done working for people who are gonna get me killed, and right. then coupling that with the like the you know the like more of a tribe mindset that he gets from mm-hmm. the Tuscans and stuff, it could have all worked, but they but it was executed so poorly, both in terms of conveying it. Like, like, you know, and actually, like, clearly displaying it, yeah. and in terms of how they decided to utilize well, their time. Yeah, we've already said this and a lot, but it's like what's very frustrating is that, like, it's fine if you want to make a redemption story for this character that is Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that we, for 40 years, haven't even known who Boba Fett truly is. Mm-hmm. You can read comics that are actually very good of them. 
you can read some of that, the whatever they call it, the stuff. Um, what, what do they call it now? Like the uh, stuff with Dash Rendar and stuff. Legend, with, legends. Legends. You can read legends and he's great in that. So, so the fact that they just right out the gate are are going this route with him as if we already know him. Same thing with like, let's just be real about the, the you know, like the Mandalorian stands alone so well on its own. And then you have Cad Bane that character was a like that that moment was a joke mm-hmm. he was brought in the, the last two minutes of the the the, the second yeah, to last episode second to last episode and then he murders him the next episode yeah. it, it it just it felt super anticlimactic for the character for who the it character did. is and the character is a super yeah. big deal and yeah. supposedly that's the character that gave him his ding and stuff and i don't you know well, and that's... another thing i hated yeah. which is you know the whole don't toy with me. I'm not a little boy anymore. Like I, I just feel like that. Like he should never say that. That actor. Yeah, pretty cringe. It was just a cringe moment. But you know, I, I did want to say what, what's what's very frustrating is so much. But uh, to try and like encapsulate it in a nutshell is like the fact that I feel like uh, what, what's her name? Fin- Finnick? What's is Finnick that her Shand. name? Yeah, Finnick Shand. Shand. Like her character, what is very annoying, and they what's ironic is that they do a disservice to her character and Boba Fett's at the same time, mm-hmm. which is like she's really just like the shadow personality of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and Boba Fett is just nothing. He's just mm-hmm. a blank slate. There's nothing mm-hmm. there. No, you you're know, not and, wrong. and it's been like this the whole seat, uh, the whole series. And what's mm-hmm. very, I was even saying like, I'm all for. I'm not saying I want him going around burning women in bars, you know, like they did in the Mandalorian, but which still continuity doesn't make sense. But okay, whatever, we can move on. Um, uh, but the problem is, is like, I'm fine. You, I'm fine if you make Boba Fett a good guy. I yeah. even like that. Mm-hmm. However, for one, you haven't established his journey at all. Mm-hmm. He, we don't know. He, Boba Fett's one of the best people in the in the galaxy. Irresponsibly nice. On top of the fact that he feels like a pushover. He just mm-hmm. feels like a pushover, mm-hmm. like to everybody. So that's the thing is even like they have him like. They have the even when he's like we we should leave or whatever. I even I don't even fully remember. But yeah, he's like we should go back to the palace. Yeah, and she's like, no, we have to stay here and fight. And he's like, that's a good argument. Okay, right. We'll do this. And it's just like he just goes with the flow. Well, and And then then you constantly have like imagine real quick if Boba Fett would have said if he would if if Din Djarin was like free, they'll help us for free, and he was like. And then he's like, we just have to do this, you know? And he's like, that's not free. You know what I mean? Like, that seems like Boba Fett, the kind of gray, morally gray, you know, uh, yeah. character versus him just being like, we are family. If, okay, two things. Yeah. The, the whole, like, team, the whole planet coming together and being like, we deserve more. I was like, guys, I've seen Tatooine for a long time. Yeah. You don't, you don't, it's a, no, it's a noble, that's a noble gesture. And I, and I, I, I think that you I've should, liked it. I would have liked it to see more. And I hope, I hope you can, I hope you all pull this off. Skiff, uh, skiff guy, but, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I don't buy no. this like camaraderie all of a sudden 
yeah. happening out of Moss Eisley. That's one. Two, let's just be really real. He ain't going to be a good leader. Well, like, Boba Fett's not a good leader. One. Like, Boba Fett's, like, from even what we've if seen, you, this Boba yeah, Fett yeah. is not a good leader at all. Well, A, he, he's not a good leader at all. At all. And B, he would, like, you don't see, and what's funny is you actually do see now, like, one, and but in then the history of America, you see this, but you don't see soldiers running a country, which, you know, you, but you really just usually don't, you know, and you especially probably don't see mercenaries running, be, becoming governors. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. not something that makes sense because, the, it, you know, it's not it, even it, it, in Florida, not even in Florida, you know, and there's a reason for that, because honestly, I don't really want a mercenary, an ex-mercenary being my governor. <laughs> With that being said, um, the fact I, I still now stand by and I am, I do agree, Shane, that they could have done it well, yeah. but I just think that what a what a ludicrous idea and not even a good one. This is what makes me so frustrated on the note of Disney and then on the note of Marvel. And then on the note of, you know, you have someone and I bring up him up a good deal, or at least the last few podcasts, I feel like I have, but I just pretty much finished reading all of his Marvel stuff, but it's Donnie Cates, you know, they've kind of given him free reign to do whatever he wants. Right. And he's messed around a lot with the Marvel universe. Um, but it, it just is perfect because it's like, that's a good example of like, you can make a Rancor, you can make Boba Fett ride a Rancor. I'm mm-hmm. not against that. Mm-hmm. What I am against is. How, is into how, what purpose? How that we got there. It, yeah, exactly. And why we're there. And then what we're doing before and after. Yep. I mean, the, you know, um, there's so many missed opportunities and it's like, if you're going to pour the money and the time and the effort into this, why would you not try and do it right? Yep. Because once again, I've said it, I say it about a lot of stuff I care about, you know, I felt the same way with Bane, my favorite Batman villain. And it, like, granted, I think he was done amazing by Tom Hardy, you know, played by Tom Hardy in Dark Knight Rises, but the movie was not good and, you know, all said and done. And, but it's sad because it's like, when are we going to get Bane again? You know, yeah. when are we going to get, when are we going to get these like a Boba Fett thing again? We're yeah, not, like you, you, you know? lost your shot at yeah. taking this thing on. And that's why yeah. I say it's the biggest treachery in my it assessment, is. because well, you is. have 40 years of people asking you to do I think this. I'm compromised in saying that, but I, 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 well, I'm, I mean, I, we all love Boba Fett, right? We've always mm-hmm. loved Boba Fett, but I'm, I don't feel like I'm real. I really believe it because, because and what they did to Mandalorian is egregious the, is what they know, did we'll get there but yeah well and that's another thing is yes is deciding to bring him into like you got one, it's like one step forward two steps back or i'll even give you two steps forward one step back but what it comes down to i mean as i said as egregious as the sequels trilogies are they're not even george lucas's you can let them go the old movie the 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 original or the sorry the prequels those have a, a real mixed bag but yeah. But you're hard-pressed to find somebody who everybody knew the day the movie came out got, got rolled in Boba Fett. Yeah. You have people from that yeah, day yeah, going, yeah. man, Han Solo blinded, accidentally killed him. 
And then you had people speculating he's not dead. And that was laughable. I remember even at times being a kid, that was laughable. So people were kind of like, he, and you're like, well, you never know. Maybe there's armor. And they're like, the acid eats through anything. And I remember having these arguments yeah, yeah. as a child. Yeah. And then you bring him back just to, I mean, to, to do worse to him. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's horrendous. And, well, you know, you said something, the thing that you said though, Seth, that, that really is sticks with me is you said, it's hard not to take it personal. This is the wider subject that I think needs to be spoken about. There is an element that makes it feel personal. And that's the exact sort of statement that would make a certain type of person call you all kinds of disparaging different things because like, you're just like, a, you're like a man child who can't accept that. Like your precious story about wizards with so light wizards with gun, like, you know, lasers and spaceships is upsetting you because, and it's like, first of all, you've got a family, you're still going to work every day. You know, this isn't going to like wreck your no. life. Like you said, you're still going to keep your Boba Fett figures up. You didn't throw them in, no. in a way in a fit of frenzy. No. frenzy. You know I mean? You have an imagination. You just live with it like that. Where it's a betrayal is in my assessment, two things. The first is that as Shane was speaking to earlier, you've built a continuity. You've built a, you'll, you've built something that's congruent and makes sense. And I'm not even saying that can't be deconstructed in, in, in exciting ways. This was a, one of the big problems with The Last Jedi is that there were some really interesting concepts in terms of deconstructing it, but they didn't fit with the characters and they didn't give us, I feel like, convincing enough reasons to see why that would have went down that way. Seth, you talk about Donnie Cates yeah. quite a good deal. Yeah. How much deconstructing or moving pieces around has he done? Yeah. And has it added to the characters or has it taken from the characters? Yeah, added. So there's a way to do it. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's real convenient. And this is another thing I hate is to make Star Wars into, depending on who wants to argue it, Star Wars was a piece of like science fiction art that the guy thought was going to maybe flounder building set pieces off of like broken mechanical parts from, you know, cameras or whatever else predicated on archetypes presented specifically in Akira Kurosawa films. Yeah. I would go so far as to say he was a filmmaker and then kids got like all riled up with, you know, star Wars for understandable reasons. I would also like to remind people that the Terminator, the Predator in Ridley Scott's Alien also had major toy franchises. So it's like, it's not this exact cut for cut, you know, oh, it was just kind of something for kids. I just, that's, that's, it's, it's not an argument worth really engaging with. So when you no, say it's something just like, it's yeah, hard not it's to take cool. it personal. No, yeah. it is because it's something you grew up with and you have a fondness for. And it doesn't mean they mm-hmm. need to do every single thing to cater to you, but it also means that they could like, I don't know, not make Boba Fett a bad character. If the series well, once started, again, I think I had no frame of reference, I would be like, this guy's an idiot. I don't like this guy. Yeah. Like it does. It drives me nuts with when people are like hardcore critics all the time. Cause it's like, it's hard to do this stuff. I would imagine it's hard to work out. It's hard to write music. It's hard to write stories. You know, you got to spend time and effort and sweat and blood to do these things. And so I don't like being a critic actually, even though I think everyone is and everyone has, you know, they're, they everyone judges and all that and 
I think it's in our nature to do so. With that being said, I don't like being a harsh critic. I don't want to just complain. But what's hard is if I had John Favreau in front of me, I do feel like I could sit down and be like, what were you thinking? Like what, slash what happened? Because maybe it's not fully his fault. Yeah, because it doesn't doesn't make sense. There are reasonable arguments. It's not like I'm like, it's not like we're making dumb arguments here. Like we didn't, there wasn't enough action or he didn't kill enough people, even though those are some of my arguments. But everything we've stated up until this point, it's, it's very reasonable stuff. And this is just plain messy. On the note of betrayal, you know, and on, and on the note of Finnick Shand, like being the shadow side of what Boba Fett is and should have been in the show is like, I actually kind of liked the fact that all these like guys are together and they like try, it, it's felt like a mafia. It kind of, ironically enough, it felt almost like a Punisher, the end of a Punisher comic. You know what I mean? You have all the big wigs in a, in a room together being in a consolidated like, space yeah. yeah like cowards you know and being like did it it didn't work or like what are we going to do now and then they just start start getting picked off and i was straight up out and like one of them gets hung i was like oh my gosh i was like this is I was, pretty awesome i and was then about I that I was patter, about- patter 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 mm-hmm. and i was like not boba fett okay and it was finnick shan Seth, and i like, thought the same thing kidding me i thought the same you thing know? i was like i was like oh they're on some when that dude, when the hammerhead guy got hung, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And then, in, yeah. It was awesome. No, well. <laughs> but, and then thinking about the fact that, so he doesn't even avenge his family. Yeah. He ended the, up even getting to be the one that, yeah, to like, even though he, like, originally, like, we talked, like, the Nikto speeder yeah. bikers were to, like, yeah, he went and, like, blasted them out in the desert. It's like, yeah, I know it ended up being the Pikes and he didn't. Which those up. poor guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tight, right? yeah right. I mean, within reason. But what's funny yeah. is they're just living their life, getting yeah. drunk at bars, get smashed by him. And then he comes. Well, that's well. So so now so real fast, a couple things. I mean, that you've even hit on set. So first with the Finnick Shan stuff and specifically, like you said, in terms of like her being like almost this like kind of shadow character or like shadow side of Boba. side of Boba Fett. Yeah. And he's just like there for it. And it's like, Oh, he's okay. just like, mm, okay. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Mm, okay. All right. Sure. And like, I, you know, again, in terms of the whole mindset of like, wait and see, I was like, you know, I, I that's the mentality I kind of kept throughout mm-hmm. the majority of the show, even, you know, again, the whole like, ah, oh, he's injured all that jazz. And then when they make, made a point to say, congratulations sir you're completely healed you know by the back mm-hmm. of the t- i was like okay all right let's see and again yeah we got a little bit more action out of him but again in this episode and this has been the case of the entire time we're like yeah he's just sitting there just standing there like literally pretty much being like well what what do we do and finnick is like this is how we should go about it and it's the one yeah. completely making the stratagem and, and plans and i'm not like yeah. part like i'm not against that in part like I, i'm not i'm okay with her having that like playing that role and having that proficiency really what's frustrating is again how like in in terms of how it then like portrays or presents and kind of invalidates Boba Fett specifically in terms of this like stratagem theme and this is something I've I've found myself having to bring up lately when people are talking about like oh Boba Fett was only in five minutes or we didn't get a real sense of Boba Fett and stuff mind you an empire yeah when he's hot when you know when him and the other bounty hunters are hired 
he mm-hmm. like Han's frankly brilliant plan. You know, the Empire is is uh, after them. The hyperdrives being finicky and stuff. They're against Star Destroyers, and Han hides on the backside of the Star Destroyer and is like, "We're just gonna wait here." Yeah. The Imperial protocol is that they dump their trash before they jump into hyperspace. So they're gonna dump the trash, and we're gonna just float away with it, and then they'll leave. And even mm-hmm. Leia is like, all right, that's, you know, sometimes some you have your moments, you know, not mm-hmm. many of them, but you have them. And then, and then, you know, he's like, oh, what's around here? Oh, Lando, we'll go that. Boba Fett, like, like Boba Fett predicts that. Like who would have, who would think that, you know? Of, no, of I know. Oh, I know. But then Boba Fett, Boba Fett does that to the point that Boba Fett's yeah. hiding in the trash. Like Boba Fett, the slave one was in the trash that gets released by the Star Destroyer and is just floating there. And then once he sees Han take off, he's like, yep. And then, like, Han didn't know Lando was out there. He was like, what's around here? And then he's like, oh, Bespin. And then he's like, oh, that's interesting. Lando's in charge of Bespin now. And, and Boba Fett did enough, like, research to be research, like, okay, yeah. what's around here? All that. Ah, Han and Lando have ties to the point that he got the Empire to Bespin before... Han and Leia and all of them arrived. And so I just say this to say that in terms of that whole dynamic of like the stratagem aspect, like you get senses of, of, of how proficient Boba Fett is. And then the fact that, you know, through our empire, he keeps kind of going toe to toe with Vader in terms of being like, uh, this isn't look. This isn't going to work well for me if this goes this way. Yeah. And Vader who has no problem choking someone out at the like, you know, first inclination of conflict or them stepping to him is constantly like it's we'll, we'll make it work for you. You know what I mean? Like what yep. what does that imply there? You no, know? he's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Like there, and now we have a better concept of what bounty hunters are and do in the uh, shenanigans that happens in their world. And the mm-hmm. fact that he's lived through it and he's the best yeah. should be like the fact that he was looking around for advice from anyone. This whole series. Mm-hmm. is a slap in his face let, let alone, alone to this degree this episode which was pretty shameful now with that being said funny enough i actually like the actress as well within reason i don't think that they i don't think they did her well but i like the actress and i like the character the sniper like yeah 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 quick rogue, like the kind the, of rogue, the rogue yeah, yeah kind of rogue mm-hmm. character yep. of Phoenix shan i like it with the problem that they did is they made her and him like almost too similar but not yeah they could they just could have they could have made their relationship more way more uh way more of a like dynamic complimentary in complimentary yeah Yeah, complimentary where versus like her like kind of pointing him around and and then even hers like when she's doing that she doesn't like what is her personality i'm just being real even when she's like oh you're nice that's sweet i'm like is she like witty and like it's just yeah. a shallow no well like you said where you're like you know again it's like they, they made them like th- there could have been a compatibility thing at play as opposed to like work in yeah it's like boba's kind of literally sitting on the sidelines in his own and he, show here's something else why don't you have and i'm sorry but because uh, I, I don't but why don't you have boba fett be a little bit more hot-headed and her be like voice of reason voice of well no not even the voice of reason but if you want to make her like super good at strategy and like mm-hmm. being a sniper and and coming up with you know these plans have boba fett be a little bit more hot-headed then 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. him being like, I don't know what to do, really. And yeah. then her constantly being like, well, I think, and that, that's the other thing. It's like, she's the hot-headed one and she's the strategizer. He's constantly and the cool like, and collective down. one. Yeah. It just even, makes it Even just, at that point, we're like, yeah, when him and Cat Bane were like almost about to fight, you know, yeah. the first time. And she's like, don't do this on his terms. Do it on yours. You're emotional right now, you know? Well, and then, and well, this kind of is like a spit of a segue into like one of the no, other things I brought up, which I can see. Right. But is is consistency <laughs> consistency? Yeah, because like, but even like, because even in terms of the strategy thing, it's like, well, no, we did see Boba Fett do that in this series. He did it with the Tuscans when they decided to do the train thing. You know what I mean? He's the one that came mm-hmm. up with that whole plan and dynamic. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's yeah. like, so now it's like from that point on, it's like he okay. But one of the big things for me, especially by the end of this show, is I don't. I feel like pretty much all of the writing, like if not if not all of it was just for the sake of getting done what they like doing what they wanted to do. I don't feel like there was any internal logic. No, I feel I like know. it was all external reasonings to get from one place to the other or to get to certain results. And and I feel like that across the board, but again, like the Rancor is a big big example of that. Admittedly, I ended up thinking it was kind of less cool than I thought it would be. Like cuz like yeah, I was like, "Oh, they're going to do it." And and you look at me, I'm acting like I'm above it. You know, I want to see I want to see Boba Fett riding her Rancor. Yeah. I want to see these creatures. I want to see what kind of nasty new creatures they got of, out here. Yeah, new creatures they're coming up with. <laughs> but I but 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 you know, I was like a I was like, oh, yeah, let, let's see. But really, let's break this down. For one, they bring the Rancor in in one episode, only one episode. And it's because mm-hmm. of the Huts, who the episode before this episode I'm referencing are like, you know, well, we want to take over Java's territory. And then he's like, uh-uh. And then they're like, oh, well, we actually can The next episode, they're like, oh, well, we actually came to find out that the Pikes have already laid claim to it. So we're cool. We're deucing out of here. We recommend you do the same keep yeah. black chrysanthemum the wookie and here's a rancor to boot to show our respect which yeah okay maybe they would do that but it seems like a little it seems like a little bit more trouble than it's worth for someone who again just yes. like was like i'm not going to cooperate with you and all and we'll fight if we have to no it's they ridiculous they bad, it's bad writing yeah and they could have just yeah. been like you know they could have been like we rec- like our our whatever to you our you know tribute or whatever is to recommend that you get out of here as well it's not worth it but instead, they went through the trouble of getting him a Rancor, giving it to him. And then we only see the Rancor for that one episode. Yeah. Again, you know, Machete is like, oh, yeah, it's going to yeah. take time to learn to pr- ride it and stuff and, pr- and and train it. And he's nope. like, well, we start today. Yeah, we start today. Yeah. And we never, not that, I, but we never, see, maybe he was doing it for the, you know, the whole episode yeah. of The Mandalorian. But the point is, is that that. We, it was only there's there was no organic development of that and even them giving him a raincore again i'm like I, I feel like really they only did that because it's java's palace and you well, this, recognize in your no, brain no. that there should be a raincore there right this yeah. is what gets very difficult this is what i was trying to say with like, even john like sitting down with john favreau in front of me is i do feel like there's a level where you i'm not trying to be like an unhappy fan the, the everything you just said shane it's like that the it's just like you would sit down and say, how does he get a rancor? And one of the more ridiculous ones would be like, the guys that are trying to kill him these first two episodes, give it to him as a gift. Yeah. As a sorry right. gift. Right. You would be like, then, that's, that's that's pretty dumb. Don't and let's then we're not gonna, do that. And then we're going to, you know what I mean? To, like, yeah. And then we're going to give it to him. Like as the show writers, we're going to give it to him 
for the purpose one of getting of having a rancor back in Jabba's palace because you know that should be the case it, yeah your brain tells you i guess and seeing Jabba's palace and then two again so that he can ride it which again could be cool like like you said i'm like i could but i could be behind that but when, let's really think about again why and how and before and after when like real talk the circumstances under which they had it happen wouldn't the slave one maybe have been better to bring to that situation because for one i could be wrong about this but i'm inclined to think that the slave one's cannons would have been able to take out those droids i know that they had some yeah. pretty hefty shields and i know that they were energy resistant and stuff and more so than we've seen before because even something i was frustrated no, with initially they're all shooting him with pistols like... yeah right well and something i was frustrated with initially is like when like boba fett and mando were so close i was like why aren't they just like going into the shield and like destroying it like uh, like, like which they could have done with like destroyer droids back in the day mm-hmm. and then you see you no know, they're more like they're more you know intense shields like the wookie couldn't even get through yeah, it and i'm like okay but i just feel like the the slave one could have maybe done something about it and i feel like the slave one would have been the more practical thing to have there for yeah not just the droids but various reasons but instead he decides to grab the rancor and i just feel like i said that's like a really glaring example for me but it but it kind of epitomizes the show for me where i feel like so much like if not really all of the decisions that were made in terms yeah. of the writing were like very externally based just for the sense for the sake of getting to like where they wanted to yeah. do what they wanted to do with no internal logic and you contrast this with like the mandalorian where i very much so felt like that was not the case to the point that um the season two final of the mandalorian mm-hmm. when you know grogu ahsoka's like ah oh, take him to this planet he'll he can he can try to reach out to a jedi through the force and maybe a jedi will sense him logically in the story in the context of the story it shouldn't it absolutely should have been luke and it should not have been anyone but luke but me like from the external sense i was like they're not gonna they're not gonna go that big though they're not gonna go that big which was one of the many reasons i was so excited to see that moment once we were actually watching it and it's luke skywalker because i was like they're not like like in the story this is what makes sense to do but they're externally they're not going to do that they're not going to go that big. They, there's so many reasons. And then they did it for the then service did, of the yeah. story. You know what I mean? And I feel like this was well, like almost the opposite of that. of that. And then I guess we can move on to this. But it, it, I mean, well, for one, Sean, do you, uh, do you have stuff to say? No. <laughs> okay. No, no, I agree on all points. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I feel I, when I watched the third episode, I felt like I watched a fever dream. And, mm-hmm. and when I watched the, the, the episodes four, or sorry, five and six, I felt like even though I understood, yeah, we don't know where this is going to go, a little bit concerning here and there, seeing Luke, seeing Ahsoka, all of that, seeing R2, I really, really felt like a little kid. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like the bridge for me between that child that was excited about episode one when i was seeing jar jar being on pizza hut boxes being linked like just because i want a new star wars mm-hmm. being linked mm-hmm. with an adult self that goes no this could actually be good and it looks really great and it did by the way it did look luke looked great like yeah i, I dug the training yeah. and i was all about it i was super stoked holding out against hope that there was going to be some sort of you can pick both you know what i mean um, yeah. it wasn't going to undo which in that in, uh, is that where you're going seth 
Well, yeah, that, yeah that, that's where I was in it. Yeah, yes, because I'm like, you know, I had some gripes with that. Those last, I mean, those two episodes largely because Bofet wasn't in them. Not that I wanted him to be in them because he's the least interesting part of the show. But going into this episode seven, it's I was like, you know, they have to bring one of them in, or else why did they put him in there? Mm-hmm. You know, and they did. And that's a big, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. they'll rectify it, you know, and, and maybe they'll, you know, but, but no, I'm like, that's, we yeah. did not get, I mean, we totally could have had a season of Luke and Grogu doing their thing. And then Mando being doing a badass. Thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we totally could have watched seven episodes of that. And the fact that, like, now literally we're back to him being like, you silly little thing. And it's like, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Yep. No, that's going to become He's going to become a a Mandalorian now. And, like, really, like, yeah, where do you go from here? Like, what if he goes back to Luke, that's just going to be cringe. Yeah. No, for so many. If he if he stays with what's his name, I don't even want to watch more. I don't want to watch more Mandalorian and Grogu or Jin, Din Djarin. I don't want to watch that more. No, I don't, want, that, to, I don't want to see his stupid little head and the the. That's my you know, pod that, bay. It's like, dude. That's my next big thing is that I think that was a very big misstep for multiple yeah. reasons that are all kind of connected. So for one, like, let's really kind of break this down a little bit. It pretty much undoes the entirety of the Mandalorian season two, because Din Djarin's whole goal, his whole purpose throughout season two. Well, actually, you can even go back a little further than that, because it's like, okay, so, you know, here the Mandalorian's coming out and we think it's going to be a bounty hunter show. And we, and, and we were all ready for it, you know, and I know, and we still haven't really gotten that, but we were all ready for it. And it turns out to not be that, right? And, mm-hmm. and it, but, it, but in a really cool way, in a really admittedly unexpected way. And so it becomes this thing where, okay, so now it becomes something bigger than that and kind of mysterious. And, and Din Djarin doesn't have any idea what the, this thing is. And as a fan, as a, as a viewer, you have more of an idea of him, obviously, but you're still wondering where it's going to go. But it draws Din Djarin into this and so here's this guy who was just living on his own yeah he's a mandalorian he's got the creed but he's also just kind of doing his own thing to the point that the child was a job and he almost gave the child up to the remnants of the empire and then it brings him out of himself to the point of being like no i can't let that happen and he like gets himself almost killed and goes on the run for the sake of this kid and then yeah. you come to see that this kid has these powers or he sees and he's already had sent him hints of that or so on. But this is clearly something so much bigger than him. And yet it's something he's now involved in and is like yielding himself to, to some degree. Yeah. And then obviously we go through, you know, he rescues them. They form this relationship, they, he, but now he, he wants to protect the kid, but he also recognizes there's something about the kid that like there's, that needs to be figured out. And then Towards the end of the season one, he comes to find, ah, oh, I've got to reunite him with his kind, which in this case means Jedi. So now all of season two is about him searching for a man, searching for other Mandalorians who can hopefully help him find Jedi, who can so he can hopefully reunite Grogu with them. 
because he knows that's where Grogu belongs. He knows that's where Grogu's going to be better off. And so again, there's this whole dynamic of him like yielding himself to this bigger thing. And it results in, like I said, this love for Grogu, but also this search for something, this search and participation in something something bigger than himself and outside of himself. And that results in then, you know, Grogu getting captured and him once again, almost losing his life for Grogu. And then both him and Grogu get rescued by Luke, not because solely because it's Luke, but because Luke himself is a servant of that bigger thing. And it's this like very validating thing of like, again, you've been, you've been doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and so on a very practical level, it undoes the Mandalorian season two in terms of what Din's whole, you know, goal was throughout that season and what he finally accomplished at the end of it. And then even on, I guess you could say almost a thematic level, I feel like it undoes it because now, like you said, Seth, where do we go? For one, we're still emphasizing in this episode, Grogu's force powers and the significance of that. But before we, we were like, we as viewers knew what that was about, but we were like, what's going to come from that? Now it's just like a fun thing, I guess. Now he's just going to get to have some powers and get to do some life-saving stuff every now and then because, mind you, being with Mando puts him in like deadly situations a lot. But it's cool because he can do this fun force stuff every now and then. And we're not going to expect anything more from that. And then furthermore, i got to say too, even as a father myself, I appreciate Din and, and Grogu's relationship. I really do. I honestly love it. And I love the fact that I love the love he has for Grogu. And even when he first sees him and Grogu jumps up and gives him a hug. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that I do. I do appreciate that. But sure. I've got to say, and Seth, I'm sure you can relate to this as a father. I'm also like, ultimately what you're hoping for though, is the best thing for your kids, which I yes. really think Din yes. succeeded that beyond what he should have been able to. Yeah. Throughout the no, I was gonna. I literally was gonna compare it to like a story of a father raising his kids, and then like his kid goes on the to go and you know seek adventure and and make a life for themselves, and then like two weeks later, the movie you know twenty minutes in the movie starts like that, and then it goes back to the kid moving back home so the parents can love on the kid more. It's yeah. just like no. Yep. Like that's like you know you know it's just it's just and not then, and then the best thing for for um, yeah for a story arc and then and then on a again on a very practical level it's like you don't even have your like house spaceship anymore like the razor crest is gone which no. you're like at least you're like it's like similar to the falcon where it's like oh yeah you could like make a home and no now you've got like a dinky little naboo starship Trash fighter room. which is yeah. kind of cool for yourself but now mm-hmm. so grogu exclusively has to hang out in that little pod. And that's going to be your life is you're just going to keep going, doing that and doing bounties. You don't even have the Mandalorians anymore. You know what I mean? Because they no. because apparently you're they, not a Mandalorian yeah. anymore. I just do we know what they're going to do after this? Are they doing a season? I three do believe then? that there's supposed to be a season three of the Mandalorian. I just like what are they recording right now? I think anything. they're filming. I think they're filming Mandalorian season three. So that's the thing. And that's all good and well. But it, like I have very I mean, of course, I'm going to watch it, but it's like. Zero, very little interest in it because yeah. honestly I, what, what are you going to do that's going to make me like want to watch it i once again and i he's like the boba fett i never got uh dinjarin but it's like um so i like his character but i have no interest in watching hit them like roaming 
the galaxy more together and to have, no to and no like you point. said like the, yeah and the, it just being silly like it being sit like oh this cute little creature that like makes Rancors go to sleep because he has the force and like it's it's it'll just, still it's probably not, be the equivalent of a toddler by the time Din Djarin's dead. You know what I yep. mean? Even and it's like yep. I know Luke pointed that out to him, but again, like it, it's like yo, know, maybe this was like a feel good thing, and obviously it's like oh. Everyone loves Grogu, and it's a he's a cash, he's a you know, a cash. No, because once again, just like I said, I knew one of them was going to be in the last episode, and that wasn't going to be good, and it wasn't. It, it's like, let's say, let's walk through the steps of what's what possibly could happen. Yeah. He's going to drop him off with Luke again, which is just going to be cramped, like, like, uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. Why do we do that? That was weird, uh, you know, and you're supposed to be willing to be a Jedi, it's not you shouldn't be forced to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. um but anyways or he just doesn't and then he just roams the galaxy those are the two options and i'm sure that they might have a mix of both but then that's who knows it's just it's messy well, and then on a technical level it kind of begs the question of like okay so why did you do what you did why did you do what you did with the mandalorian season two in the first place specifically so. end it there you know like other than i guess to cement the fact that like well we know if this guy's hanging around and he's got the force you're gonna eventually wonder where the Jedi or Luke is or something. So let's just get that out of the way to say, no, he ain't going to be with Luke long-term. I guess that yeah. could be why they do it. But then again, I'm like, I don't feel like you should have like narratively, I don't feel like you should have presented it the way you did in the Mandalorian season two. Well, frankly. yeah. And, and okay. But then, or, but then you undo it in an episode and a half, or let's sure, let's say two episodes of someone else's show in between the Mandalorian season two and three. Like that's not something you could have even explored in the first half of Mandalorian season three is Din doing his own stuff. And maybe it's not going well. I just maybe said, he's I, in a I bad said, spot. I've said this now for three weeks. I know. But is like, why did, why did the Mando, the Mando episode was beautiful. I, the first one love, loved the, 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 the whole meat locker. Yeah. The opening yeah. scene. Love it. You know, once again, I love how sloppy he is using the sword. I love yeah. the, the that he killed like that. The, just the grit that that all felt had and felt like a great episode. But it's like have that episode be how what it is. He gets a new ship, and then Finnick comes in and says, "Hey, we need you." And he says, "Okay." That would have given you two more episodes to flush out the shit show that was the last episode without having what did grogu do nothing mm-hmm. he did nothing he took out a bolt that, that scene cold, totally could have not been in there you know and put the rancor it's, to sleep it's, or it's, well, yeah. e- even so he jumps the, the rancor jumps away i was like why are we doing this like king kong i know thing? yeah now they're like, like the final act we're why? gonna make the rancor the, the bad guy and then like, like, like shameful yeah, and it was like shameful of like what's the name? He's like, I got this, and she's like, Your daddy has this. Oh, maybe he doesn't. As like he's almost about to get murdered by this. <laughs> like it wasn't funny. Like you know, what yeah, I mean? like what? It's not a funny it's joke. Like, what are you making? Uh, no, that's what I was saying about the Greek choir. He's like, weird. I don't need her like commentating everything that's like yeah. going happening. on. Especially after I oh, heard that so she cringe. like got down and dirty with a Jawa. With a Jawa. <laughs> As I've expressed many times. I'll be okay because I can take, I can take and leave. And I learned to take mm-hmm. and leave very, very young when I, there was stuff in Clone Wars. So I was like, I really don't like it. you're not stuff. a little boy anymore. No, I've put aside yeah. childish things and now I'm a man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so is your daddy's blood runs in you also. <laughs> what? 
That's I'm, what I'm, that, I'm just saying what Cat Bane said to Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. And what say Boba Daddy? Fett said to Cat <laughs> No, yeah. he didn't say daddy. Oh, because I was like, I didn't see his nasty old pee. That's another treachery too. A, a total sidebar, dude. Because we're all yeah, I don't, over the place. I don't fully get. The but is is bring? Uh, I I didn't. I dug it. I don't. No, I don't mind him. I just don't get why they didn't. But to see do. him come out here with those with this nasty teeth and being like, dude, that's a big deal. And like literally the next day, all over, all over, like the internet, it was like Cad Bane. This is a big deal, guys. And the next episode, they were like, they kill him. They kill him just and i'm glad him. they kill him because because it, it's what with that being but but yeah we didn't need him being like i'll bend you straight over my knee boy and i'll spank you like i spunk you when you were a boy and it's like yeah. he's like no he's like i ain't no boy anymore boy. He's like, no you won't you won't spank me ever again and yeah. a single tear ran down yeah, boba, so boba fett's i hate it yeah it was weird but but the 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 uh uh, he's like you are faster but i i i do have armor like what what is no that was that was no what is stupid if you guys could have seen if you guys could have seen my like, i'm a doctor too <laughs> yeah no, if you, but i have a bomber jacket if you could have seen if you could have seen me i know this armor that my, dad, there, my good I'm old sit- dad gave me <laughs> so I'm, shut up i'm sitting i'm sitting on the couch with Paige, okay. and he said that yeah. he's like i have armor I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like, man, not cool, Boba. Not cool. Boba, like you've not made, cool. you've succeeded. You've loser, done is you've succeeded though. to make Boba Fett an absolute loser. He's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> you've succeeded in making Boba Fett an absolute loser. But no, I was gonna say I'll be able to take what I can. I can still go four, five, six. Like let's say I'm introducing someone to Star Wars. I would mm-hmm. say we're gonna watch four. We're gonna watch five. We're gonna watch six. And then we're going to watch The Mandalorian uh, seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. And then right now, I'm like, we call it that the end. Yeah, same. He had to, he had to bring yeah. him back. He had to bring him back to, his, yeah. to, to, to the Jedi. Luke's got some stuff to do. He's got a lot of cleaning up to do after everything that went down. Yep. But I'm still holding out from The Mandalorian piece. The Boba Fett piece is, I think, irredeemable. He's well, you like, know they're not going to do much more he... with him now, probably, pretty much. I pray they don't. I pray well, especially God him, like, they don't. The part, yeah, when he's like holding, like when it's like the age of Aquarius, and he's like putting like 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 flowers on each of like the the Tatooine member family members. Yeah, and he's like, I thank you so, for your service, and he's like, he's like, and to you a heart, and to yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's like no, I'm like this is. Well, then he like throws the fruit, and he's like, hey, get your fruit. What? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, and it's the most what? awkward thing. Like, him oh. smiling too. It's like so you can awkward. see that yeah. you can see that the actor was like, I don't want to do this. It's like the Terminator so, smile that they deleted, by the way, the deleted yeah. scene from uh from Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Yeah. You know, anyways. But well, I, I think that from what, what I was gonna say closing and yeah. closing. Yeah. Yeah. My my point was is that is 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 upset as as I am about it. I'll take what I like, I'll leave what I can. And then and if it should happen that Mandalorian season three comes about and Luke was like, that was a test, we'll see what happens. Sure. We'll see. But, sure. But but no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna but I'm, I'm so tired yeah. of you guys hit the nail on the head with this like <laughs> abusive relationship. A toxic because, relationship. Yeah, a toxic relationship because it is a situation where like there's certain things like DC, the DC EU. Oh, DC, yeah. I don't care at all. I don't care about a, any of it. Ben Affleck's both that. Ezra Miller's Flash. None of it. Don't wonder. Care. Gal Gadot's first Wonder Woman movie is the best thing, and it can stand on its own. Gal, Gal Gadot's 
Wonder Woman is very good. I enjoy very yeah. much. And yes, it stands on its own and leave it be. Everything else, <laughs> done with it. Okay? But... Aquaman is good. I haven't seen Aquaman, but I heard it's good. Have you I seen haven't it? either, but I do love... Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. So. I, I actually have heard that it's not Jason bad, Momoa but... loves Guinness, so I love Jason Momoa. But I think... But I think that so I can, where I write off all the DCEU, I pick and choose with uh, yeah. uh, this. I think at the end of the day, I'm like I can if Mandalorians comes around and I and I find out that they they you know they recon it in a way that makes sense, great. But also if not, then yeah. no, I'm right there with you. No, I'm right there. I'm right, I'm right there with you as well. Is because of but the, I kind of don't trust them, and that's why this is a toxic relationship. Is because it's not just like. Like well, something, the Robert. The, the DCEU is a crummy, crummy boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just do. Just they're it's you're just, better than yeah. them. Get away from them. Yeah. This is like somebody who has qualities that you earnestly yeah. appreciate. Right. Um, no, well, something Robert, our cousin, said because uh, I talked to him about it briefly tonight. But he something he said he was accusing. But what's frustrating in general about this is that we're now once again in a situation where we're like, okay, but well, like maybe if they do this or like where we're like kind of again, like on the like having to look for avenues. Yes, yes. You know, whereas again, when you left off with the Mandalorian season two, it's like you felt nothing but excitement and interest and potential. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? Exactly. Now it's like, no, a, this, uh, this is it stinks because what happens is like you do put your trust in these creators and yeah, on one hand they can do whatever they want and it, you know, you're not paying their bills, even though you kind of are, but it's like, you know, it's like they're, they're just doing their job and their job is to, but like, you know, you do have to like, there's a, with great power comes great responsibility. And if you actually cherish these things, like the fans that you're writing it for, you would know that. Yep. And, and that's kind of what boggles my mind. Once again, to go back to Donnie Cates, it's like, and funny, but it's like, he does some wild things, but like, and you already said this, Sean, but it's for the service of the story. And the story is of the service to the character. Bingo. And then the character is of the service to the story. And you mm-hmm. see all this, and it's a beautiful mix of things happening at once, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. and that's how the Mandalorian one and two were. Yeah. You know, it's so fresh and it's so, even though it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it was anything story-wise, like anything crazy. And we've said it many times now at this point, but it's, it's pretty much what Boba Fett should have been. Like, it was, it's just what everyone thought Boba Fett was. Right. And that's what was weird about it. But it's like, okay, but neither here nor there, it was something that was, um, but you trust these people when they're doing when they make these things and like, you're kind of on a journey with them and then they betray you like this. And, and like you said, I mean, like what's hard is, and I, I, I totally agree with Robert on that. It's like, we shouldn't be having to do that work. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, it's, sure. it's, it's so rude, you know, and that's, it, it, and you can tell when a story's done well, when you're just like taking it as it comes and you're accepting it because mm-hmm. no, I think, I would like to think at least most people don't want to be hating on this stuff. No. You know, um, even the, you know, I, I hate the DC universe, you know, the um, DC cinematic universe, aside from Wonder Woman, you know, I don't want to be, I want to enjoy this stuff. You know, I just want it to be done well. And with that being said, what's the biggest like stab in the back is the fact that um, how well they did Boba Fett 
in the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. That mm-hmm. is Boba. That I I absolutely loved how quiet he was. I liked him without his helmet. Funny enough, like I thought it was like him in a row. Because yep. what's funny is you had the opposite effect of what the Bo- Book of Boba Fett gave you, mm-hmm. which is like when when we've because it's been 40 years and Boba Fett is Boba Fett with the green and red helmet. And that's who Boba Fett is. When you saw, I was like, it's crazy to wrap my head around that. This guy in a robe, black robe is Boba Fett, mm-hmm. but I'm about it. Yep. Versus. Yeah. Same. And I loved that. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Oh, I did love it. Yeah. Cause I'm like this. Okay. That's, that's Boba Fett. And then he gets mm-hmm. his armor and then you're like, that's, that's, okay, def- that's definitely yep. Boba Fett. That's yep. definitely Boba Fett. Um, and then he tells you, he says, I'm Boba Fett. That, See, this is me. That's Boba me. Fett. This, yeah. So that's awesome. And so versus in the Mandalorian where he just, uh, you know, he, it's like, it's like, he's just this a guy, clone, you know, well, yeah. no, he's a clone. Cause that's yeah. the other thing is like Sean said in a conversation a few days ago or whatever it was, it's like, it's not like he doesn't have a chance to show his face in the, you know, 2 billion other characters he plays. He play right for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's like, he just feels like a clone. And then he, so you have to be like, Oh, at the last episode this is boba fett you know mm-hmm. it's very it's very rude but my last gripe is how they did my the, my pig boys oh what the hell yeah is that? yeah right oh let's just be real because those this is a, and this this is what i'm trying to say with the writing why the hell you're you're, you're two monkey I'm, boys my two oinky boys dude no i'm serious my oinky oinky boys. Boys. Like, what, what boggles my mind is why would you not, if you're going to kill them off, why would you not make them like, ah, you know, <laughs> just like send it. Like, let you them send you're going to get them like, yeah, like they get like, they, like they literally walked like a quarter mile to the bridge to, to the, like, why would you even do that? And then they just like, like, it's like, you know, you have nowhere else to go and then you just fall off. It's just, I was just like, what is this? What who wrote this? It's such 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 bad writing. No, for sure. Well, well yeah. Was it John Favre who wrote this one? Did we see? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing that's upset me so much because I don't, you know, and I say I, but we've been friends, yeah. fan, we've been fans of his since Swingers and yeah. Made when he was writing and directing these like, you know, independent comedies that we loved. And then he got brought on for Iron Man and he was like, Oh, this guy knows what he does. And even small roles and films like, you know, I love you, man, yeah. or the breakup or, you know, he's, he's always good in whatever capacity he's in um, even his film chef. Like there's all kinds of great stuff he's done. And when he, the man, I was a fan of the uh, live action jungle book and even the Lion King, a lot of people kind of gave that some flack, but I, I felt like, uh, I can understand the criticisms, but I don't think it was any fault of his necessarily. I think it's just the, it was a weird uncanny Valley situation, but this was out of the blue <laughs> after what I would say is his crowning achievement in a lot of ways being the, uh, as impressive as his work with Iron Man was, is really the Mandalorian. Yeah. He really like revived yeah. star Wars in a way that I always dreamed it could be and never, never thought it would. And, yeah. and now here we are. There we are. Well, yeah. So, and then one other thing we haven't addressed yet is that post-credit scene. I can't with it. I can't with this. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Was yeah. there a post-credit scene? Yeah, there was. Yeah. Okay, so explain in bullet points. So, it is okay, a bullet I, point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I set up you the scene for? Good. 
Yeah, oh, I'm gonna tell it good. So, so Robert and Robert and Skyler got Scott. Robert and Skyler watched it after I did, and I got to like come in on the tail end of watching it. And uh, you know, they finished it, and they didn't particularly. Love I fast forwarded it too. I didn't see one. Okay. Yeah, so they didn't particularly love it, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like the post credit scene though is 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 a game changer, and they were like, all right. <laughs> you hurt people hurt people them hey let's say this real quick because nobody knows this right yeah. is that seth seth hit us up in our brother's text group and was like mandalorian episode, episode or, so, sorry book of boba fett yeah yeah seth book of boba fett seth hit us up after book of boba fett episode five and was like hey because he would watch it before us generally he was like episode five easily the best episode of the series uh, i don't know what i'd rate the rest but i'd put this one at like an eight or an, even a nine and i was like all right and i was all juked and i got home and i you know it starts off and the meat same, and, the, same. and the mandalorian comes in and i'm like oh man let's go let's go and then as time goes on and i'm looking at my watch and i'm like oh there's five minutes left and i was like he's there will not be both that in this and then i i i did felt like i I was wounded a little bit by that one because I was having yeah. some hope and hopes in my heart. So that's what you did to them. Yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. so yeah, so that's what I did to them. So okay, so the credits rolled and credits are done, and then scene. We're in we're in Boba Fett's chambers. Yeah, we're in Boba Fett's okay. chambers where the back to tank okay. is, right? Yeah. So we're in Boba Fett's chambers, and okay. you can see someone's in the back to tank, but you can't quite tell who, and you can see another figure kind of like standing behind the back to tank but again you don't know quite who mm -hmm. and the camera is is zooming in to the point that you know slowly finally we get to the back to tank and we see that it's Cobb Vanth it's Timothy Oliphant you know the like sheriff from the town that mm -hmm. got shot by Cad Bane yeah, so it's marshal. him the marshal yeah the marshal he's, he's alive he's, he's alive and he's in the back to tank and mm -hmm. who's standing by the back to tank other than the the modder guy the guy the android guy from the mod par parlor in episode four i think it was and seth he's with his, with his red with his red hair and, and he seth, just he just turns seth, he's around ready, he's ready to go to work so oh, he's ready to go work seth and he turns around and he's just looking at the back to tank and his 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 point and his point and finger just turns his, into like his inspector gadget finger. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns into like a lighter, and he's and just and looking. And yeah, and it's like starts... and they're like playing this like intense, like ominous music. Yeah, and then it ends, and that's yeah. it. And he like and he so like, I, like and Seth he like borderline looks at this camera, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, pretty, like, yeah. it's like and he like borderline looks at the camera like now this I can work with you get the <laughs> which, sort of you get the sort of feeling that he's like now this I can work with which let's say this body parts yeah okay? well, yeah for, for like, sure chill and out then, what, and then what let's, happened and then let's say this what was that remotely what's that remotely meant to convey to me because like okay so Cobb Vanthy that like cool character is a cool character I really like Timothy Oliphant or Oliphant I believe that's how you pronounce it but I really like him I think he did a great job in that role but not remotely the most significant character no so then you're, you're gonna like as a as a like hook as a post-credit scene you're gonna be like oh but wait he's in the back to tank he's still alive and they're gonna mod him to be like these robot people but we're gonna play ominous music to it so it's like am i supposed to be excited about this am i supposed to be like oh i wonder what that means except it, i don't feel like any way you cut it it should mean that much you know what it boils down to 
is that what the hell happened you know like yeah. what i what? know man it's enough all right i'm done yes i'm done yeah, <laughs> I'm done. yeah. well i'm out john Thanks. i hope you i hope you're going through something really difficult man who john favaro well i guess that's there you have it that's the book of boba fett a tale of a ruthless mercenary killer and then deciding to go run his quarter of Tatooine uh, is a people's republic or something. It's just, I, you know, man, wait, but wait, it's just kind of like, wait till those old tweets show up, but with that, because um, they, they done, they got, they, 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 they elected the, the cancel king. <laughs>